Welcome to After All, the cross-generational podcast dedicated to discovering and rediscovering the social, political, and personal impact of The Mary Tyler Moore Show. I'm one of your hosts, Ariel Fisher. And I'm Sylvia McCon. And welcome to the show, guys. We are here, and it's Christmas. Not yeah. yet, not while we're recording this, but... And it's, it's, and it's raining outside. And it's raining outside. It's raining? Oh, it was nice out before. Well, it's raining now, but uh, by the time you're listening to this, hopefully it will be a white winter wonderland... And you will be about ready to celebrate Christmas. Uh, it is December nineteenth, and we are looking at episode fourteen of the Mary Tyler Moore pod of the Mary Tyler Moore Show on the Mary Tyler Moore podcast, called "Christmas and the Hard Luck Kid 2. Mary is forced to work not only on Christmas Day but Christmas Eve too. Sad. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. And you feel bad for her, and I feel bad for her. And she's such a Christmas girl. Oh my goodness. Her she desk. Has, her desk has a, a sleigh with reindeer and <laughs> little fake snow, and she leaves Mr. Grant a teeny tiny Christmas tree, and he says, <laughs> it's not going to shed needles all over my desk, is it? <laughs> so he was very cute and very funny, and as I think is quite predictable that Mary would be a super Christmas girl, because yes. she's... Cause she, She's, she's too wholesome not to be too, a super Christmas girl. Yes, she's too wholesome not to be. But it's really nice because it's it it feels like Christmas. It's a it's yeah. a, it's an episode of television that really embodies that all the good things. Yeah, all the lovely things of Christmas. And her tree is gorgeous. And in that nineteen seventies kind of way with with the exactly. with the with the tinsel. Holy with the t- moly! Oi with the tinsel! Already. Oi with the tinsel! It says Speaking the Jews. Of Speaking of Jews and oi with the tinsel. <laughs> Um, Phyllis wishes Rhoda a happy Hanukkah. That's right. I don't think I leaned into it hard enough. She wishes her a happy Hanukkah. She's She's very deliberate in her chuching. This is it. She wants to sound authentic. (laughs) It's so not authentic. (laughs) You know, the wonderful thing about living in Minnesota, we always have a white Christmas. The thing that gets me is the white Easter's. (laughs) I don't know so much stuff. I can't help myself. I'm just a Christmas nut. Not just Christmas. <laughs> I'm sure you feel the same way about Hanukkah, Rhoda. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Hanukkah, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> But it's interesting because we both kind of went, wow, this is... They said this, Hanukkah. They said Hanukkah. They said they said a Jew word. They said a Jew word. They did. Uh, which up until now... Without it's, saying the Jew word. Right. So up until now, it's it's by... In, a, in an indirect way, we know that Rhoda is a Jewish woman from New York, yeah. which has never been explicit. It's all... It's, it's indirect. It's mm-hmm. implicit. And this is the first time that... It's been actually said, and it's kind of like, oh yay! <laughs> well, she said Hanukkah, and I kind of turned to I turned to you, Mom. Yeah. I was like, 
She said it. She said the word. She said Hanukkah. They acknowledged <laughs> that she's a Jew. That's like, without it. saying Jew. They right. were like, hey, Jew, here's Christmas. Join us. And, and having said that, Rhoda is, is very into Christmas. Yeah. As, as it, you know, go, we go through the episode and they buy each other presents and mm-hmm. she wants to celebrate Christmas. So, so she's a very integrated person mm-hmm. into the whole Christmas experience. But... Yeah, but then again, so are, so, we. are we. so are we, so are most people that we know, well, really. Yeah. Like, we've never been, uh, we've never been uber-religious. I wouldn't say that anybody in our family is religious, no. really. No, Dora and Claudia may be a little bit more religious than us, but mm-hmm. I, maybe more traditional is the correct way I think, of putting it. I think it's just, yeah, it's more observant of the traditions. Yes, as opposed to the religion. They will still have a ham and cheese on rye. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we don't keep kosher in this family. No. <laughs> but it's um, it's kind of funny that they acknowledge Hanukkah, and that's kind of it. Like, that's the end of the discussion. Right, and then we move on to because, the rest of the episode of Because, Christmas. to be fair, Hanukkah isn't the big deal that everybody thinks it is. No. Like, you no. have Christmas. No. And Christmas is, is Christmas. It's the big kahuna of the, of the corporate Catholic holidays. Yes. Um, or Christian holidays. Christian holidays. holidays. But yeah. Hanukkah is kind of just there. Hanukkah is piggybacking onto Christmas because temporally it's a, in a similar time frame mm-hmm. and because the marketers of North America and um, possibly the world, but I think it's mostly North America, yeah. have decided that Jews, you got to spend money. Well, yeah. You know, you got to buy presents just like the Christians do. Well, because yeah, you've got your eight nights of gifts, but they're usually tiny dinky gifts. They're usually reserved for the little kids in the family. That's it's it. not... And not for adults. No. And don't... we still do that. We still do only the kids and Pretty not much, the adults. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, every now and then you guys are like, hey, we throw some money at hey you. older kids, here's, uh, here's some stuff to help with all of that financial burden that exists. But, uh, this is true. But as a kid growing up in Argentina, I don't ever remember celebrating Hanukkah. Like, no. really? At all. You'd say, well, think, you'd celebrate Passover and Rosh Hashanah. Cel- absolutely. And those were big deals. But Hanukkah was kind of like, you know, just our there. grandparents would give us a little bit of cash in our hand. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. There was no party that I can recall. I'll have to ask my older sister to see if she remembers anything about Hanukkah. But really, it wasn't until we came here. And even then, mm-hmm. the earlier, you know, in at, at the time when... when uh, when this episode was being aired for the first time, yeah, and I was a teenager, I don't recall that Hanukkah was a big deal in mm-hmm. in the commercial world. Well, I mean, I've I've had to explain to I've been the token Jew on many occasions. <laughs> I remember yes. many people when I went to university when I started at McMaster. A lot of my friends were making a point of saying, "Oh my God, you're my first Jew." <laughs> and say. I think I should be offended, but I also think I shouldn't. And it's kind of a strange thing to say to a human, but sure. Um, But, you know, they would, you know, when Christmas was coming up, oh, you must be going home for Hanukkah soon. It's like, no. No. Like, we're going to have a thing and eat food and be together and give the kids presents. But, like, it's not a to-do. You don't, like... There's not a pilgrimage where you go home, like Americans go home for Thanksgiving and all that. But as a Jew, it is fun to participate in Christmas. Like I, for sure. Like you and Dad raised us with Christmas. Now that was mostly Dad's doing. Yes, because he grew up with Christmas in the but neighborhood. He didn't. But he did in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood, not he, in his and own home. No, but in the neighbor's home. 
Uh-huh. And he's told, I don't know if you know this or I, not I, then. Tell me, tell me and I'll tell you if I knew. Growing up in Peterborough, there was, because he was, yeah. when He, he was didn't in, grow up in Peterborough. Well, he was really young when they moved away, wasn't he? Because they moved to Toronto uh, when he was born, wasn't it? Yeah, so I, do, I don't think that he... He couldn't have memories of, of Peterborough, oh, okay. I don't think. So he was like a, a baby child little A baby thing. child. A baby child little thing. In the manger. In the manger, yes. Like a good little Jewish boy. Um, <laughs> but, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, no, when, they, when, when he was like a young child, so it must have been in Toronto then by that point and out of Peterborough, but... When he was little, their neighbors were non-Jews. Probably Italian. Probably. And, and I, they, I know, because I, I'm trying to remember when, where they lived mm-hmm. when he was a little boy, which wasn't where they lived when I met him. Right. When he was a teenager. So, so it would have been a different area. Yeah. But they, they celebrated Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and this is the way Dad always told it to me, was that the neighbors always celebrated Christmas. And they always used to invite them over because Hanukkah was so clearly not a real thing mm-hmm. in the same regard. Yes. And so they'd, you know, invite Bubby and Zeta over with Paula and Dad. And uh, Larry is my father's name. And have them come over and, and you know, sit, see the tree and get to, mm-hmm. like maybe put their own presents under the tree and open them and do all of that stuff. So it was a very kind of superficial uh, experience of Christmas, but it was it was a Jew's Christmas, basically, experiencing it tertiarily through other people. And But he grew up with that, and it was always so much fun, and he always really loved the feeling of the season and the holiday. And, and so It is a lovely feeling. It I is. think, you know, taken at face value in the purest sense of the word, it's a lovely time of year. It's a mm-hmm. beautiful time when people get together and everyone is in their best, hopeful and and um, happy state of mind. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So if you leave all the all of the other all crap the, away, all the commercial stuff and all the hyper religious stuff. Well, not even the hyper religious stuff, but the 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 commercial aspect of it and the whatever. Uh, family issues may linger in the background just mm-hmm. you know if people can put those aside and say no we're just gonna be, all be good people today yeah yeah and so, and so yeah. growing up that was always kind of like we never had a tree no. but but we would do Christmas you your dad would get presents and you'd put them in front of the TV <laughs> I remember that it went in the living room <laughs> the next. altar of the television yeah, exactly and I, you know, and there were some, I, you know, I remember one year you guys got me that big dollhouse that oh was God, like, I love that dollhouse. It was great. That was the best dollhouse. And it wasn't like some meticulous, elaborate, like one of these super fancy dollhouses. It was a big, clunky plastic dollhouse. Playmobil. And I, dollhouse. no, it wasn't Playmobil. I think it was Fisher Price or something. Oh, I know the one you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I wanted the Playmobil one, but yeah. that was an expensive thing. Yeah. But it was the, yeah, and I loved that play, that that uh, dollhouse. I absolutely loved it. And then I remember one year you guys got me, on VHS, you guys got me Little Women. And that one, that is the, the, the Christmas present to end all Christmas presents, because I remember putting it in the VCR and watching it that morning, and from then on until forever and eternity and beyond. Until today. Until and today and continuing. It is, is my Christmas the, morning movie. It's also the gold standard of Christmas movies, in for, a way. It, yeah. I think, well, for me. Yeah. And for you. Yeah. And I don't know about, like, the worldwide. Like, we I don't still care consider, about the world. We only that's care about true. us. We only care about us. Well, I still consider, you know, like... Die Hard is still a Christmas movie. I know, which is kind of funny. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> and, you know, 
uh, It's a Wonderful Life is yes. a standard uh, Miracle, on, Miracle 34th on 34th Street, Street, the original. Yes, and and uh, A Christmas Carol. The and original. A Christmas Carol. A Muppet's it's, Christmas Carol, oh, specifically. Yeah. I like the like, Christmas Carol. I really like the Christmas Carol with, oh, what's his name? Why am I forgetting it? Uh, black and white 1940s. You're, the one before like the classic the, the, Christmas the one, Carol the one before the 1951 version or is that the one that I'm thinking Alistair of? Sim Alistair Sim is the one I'm thinking that's of, from yeah. the that, I think is that's that 1951 that one is fantastic that one is the classic that one's the the, the classic but there were earlier versions of but course too. there were yeah. arguably from scholars abound yes um, the Muppet Christmas Carol is one of the most accurate uh, to the to the to written the word yeah really yeah that's most, so one of the most accurate to the source material. Who knew? Yeah. The other one that's really fun is the one from 1970 with um, Michael Gambon. Don't know that one. Or is it Michael Gambon or am I thinking? No, I think it's Michael Gambon. Hmm. Or I'm forgetting. But it's a musical. <laughs> and it's, it's really fun. So the and ghost it's kind of, of Christmas brutal. past, present, and future dance? They do. Ah. Uh, well, no. Uh, they sing? They, some of them sing. He sings. Uh, Alf, uh, Albert Finney. That's it. Not oh. Michael Gambon, Albert Finney. Well, Albert Finney is quite the actor. Quite the actor. Was. Yeah. And it's, it's fantastic. I actually wrote about it for, and it's, it's, this is a perfect place to plug it. I, I am published in my first book. I contributed to a book Yay. called Yuletide Terror. Thank you, thank you. I bow, I bow. Called Yuletide Terror, published by a small Toronto publishing house called Spectacular Optical, who have done previous books such as Satanic Panic, for one example, which was an excellent book. Um, and it's being released around this time of year, uh, at, at, at time of recording, I don't have an official release date to be able to plug that, but I'll, I'll put some links and everything. And one of the movies that I wrote about in the book was this 1970 version of uh, of A Christmas, Christmas Carol, Carol with Albert Finney. And it's, it is Albert Finney, right? Am I yes, saying it that is. right? I'm yes. having one of those weird brain moments where I'm like, I'm saying the same word I've said a million times and it sounds wrong. No, no. Okay. I think I'm, I'm pretty sure it's correct. But yeah, that one's excellent as well. But it's it's great to see, just I guess to pull back a little, because I've... We've digressed. We have digressed as just is, slightly. As we are once to Because we're so self-absorbed yeah. in our own memories of Christmas. Yeah. And it's okay. And it's okay. But it's nice to see them welcoming Rhoda into the Christmas fold. Mm-hmm. Kind of the same way that I've felt embraced by the Christmas fold. And I'm sure you have. It's, yes. It's the, you know... In a in a really kind of organic, natural way yeah. that it's not it's not contrived in any no. way. It just happens. You're yeah. there. You're with people who celebrate Christmas, and lo and behold, you're part of the celebration. Yeah, and, and it's, it's so fun. And it's and lovely. It's, yeah, yeah, and it's great. And I guess at the crux of this episode, more importantly than the Jew being allowed to celebrate Christmas, yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a tertiary that's a, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a sideline. Although obviously it was important to us because it's really nice to see them say Hanukkah and, and actually acknowledge that she's a Jew. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. I, mm-hmm. I dig that a lot. But um, no, it's really nice to get to see uh, the representation of adult Christmas. Yeah. Of Mary. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I never thought about that, but Cause, absolutely right. Because Mary can't go home. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's 30. And she's every year had the same tradition where even if she wasn't necessarily living at home, if she was in the same town or the same city or maybe just a little farther away, she'd come home for Christmas every single year. She can't this year. We assume, and I don't know why I make this assumption, but we assume this is her first year away from 
her hometown. Kind of, yeah. You, that's my that assumption. Feeling? It's mm-hmm. not. It's <clears throat> it's not said anywhere. No. But the fact that it's going to take her four hours to drive back home, mm-hmm. wherever she's wherever speaking to her is. mom on the phone, and um, so I, I get the feeling that this is her first year away from hometown, even if she might have lived no longer in her parents' home. Yes. Yeah. So going home is made difficult. And I mean, I can, well, not with regards to going home is made difficult, but with regards to celebrating Christmas with the family is made difficult. Mm, I can relate. And this year being a prime example, my father lives in Ottawa. Uh, I and my mother live in Toronto. Mm. So it makes, and you know, my partner Bob's family lives in Peterborough. So trying to coordinate the holidays as an adult becomes a little difficult. Mm-hmm. As a kid, it was always just, oh no, you're going here. And that was, you didn't have a say. But now, at pretty much the same age Mary is here. That's right. I, I'm. You have to make I, choices. I, and yeah. You have, to, you have to juggle and you have to navigate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think that's what I think that's normal, whether you are a blended family or a, a, a an intact family. Yes, so it's it's easier when you're an intact family. Absolutely, and especially if you're a single person yeah. in an intact family, then yeah. you don't have to coordinate with your partner's, with your partner's family. family. But I, you never really had to deal with this kind of stuff, though. Not like, for Christmas. We no. we dealt with it for for the Jewish holidays. Yeah, we. But you coordinate in advance, and I think I think Jewish holidays are one of those where someone someone back when decided there's always husbands and wives and grandparents on both sides, so let's just give them two of everything. <laughs> so, so there's multiple days. So well, there's multiple days. Hanukkah, there's eight. Right. Passover, there's two. There's two. Russia, At least in North, apparently in in Israel there's only one, but in North America there's two. Uh, um, Russia Shana. Uh, Russia Shana. No, Russia Shana. There's there's, there's there is actually the one. Is it? Yeah. I thought it was multiple. No. Well, that's just our well, doing. Yeah. We we are very creative because we we also recognize that people have work and, and children. children and so we kind of try and make it into weekend events and stuff yes but yeah but with respect to to christmas and i know a lot of people juggle between families who will have it on christmas eve mm-hmm. or christmas day or christmas day lunch versus christmas day dinner mm-hmm. and then boxing day and so on and so forth yeah and by the end you're like i if i see another turkey again i'm just going to wring its neck <laughs> so too late. Its neck is gone. Its neck is gone. Its neck is gone. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's a very real issue that kind of having to... And there's there's an aspect of coming of age in that, I think. Mm-hmm. I think so. And I think in her case, working in a newsroom, mm-hmm. uh, not unlike working in a hospital... Yeah, which we have both Which done. we've all done, or we in we our extended family have yeah. done... Uh, being on call or or you know drawing the short straw and being the one ha- that has to work on Christmas yeah. Day, um, and I being the token Jew, often <laughs> volunteer to work on Christmas Day. But um, it it is what it is, and you just have to say, okay, better luck next year, yeah, kind of thing. Uh, and there's a, there's a certain interesting camaraderie that happens when you're actually working on Christmas Day yeah. which they kind of showed a little bit of that when at the end of the episode mm-hmm. 
um, they end up having a little impromptu party in the newsroom mm-hmm. um, where you there is a festive feeling of we're the ones stuck working, let's make the best of it. Exactly, yeah. Which is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. They don't leave her alone and they're, yeah. they're their own, it's, you know, sometimes you get the family you choose. And there's very, there's really a very strong feeling in this episode, specifically between Mary and Lou, that their relationship is growing into this really beautiful kind of father-daughter. Father-daughter. Yeah, very kind paternal of. kind I think, of relationship. I think there's a real great respect between the two mm-hmm. of them. And and with Marie, he's also... A, I mean, He's, he's kind like, of a brother figure. He's a brother, but he's like an older, caring brother figure yes. to her. Yeah. And... Yeah. and uh, Ted is Ted. Ted is know. Ted is a buffoon, and we love him for it. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's kind of ridiculous. He is. But there's this moment, and it almost made me want to cry. Oh. I'm like I'm watching it, going, "Oh, that's so sweet." Where uh, Mary is, Mary and Lou are the last two people in the office, and Lou's getting ready to leave, and he kind of turns around and says, "Well, no, you know, like I'll." I have some work I can do. Why don't you go home? I'll do it. And she goes, no, 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 it's fine. You, you, it'll be easier if you just leave and if people stop tiptoeing around me. Like, mm-hmm. it'll be fine. And then he goes to walk out the door and she's holding open the door to WJMTV and he kind of turns around and looks at her and gives her this smile and just kind of says, hey, take care, okay? And mm-hmm. like, just like taps her hand on the door and they just it's, it's the most he can bring himself to do without being mushy because mushy's not his way but it's so mushy I know it's this in a subtle subtle way and it's it doesn't it's a weird break in the in the sitcom vibe of everything it feels very genuine and it feels yes. very heartfelt yes like it's such a throwaway like blink and you'll miss it kind of a moment mm-hmm. but it's so lovely yeah it is and just gen- and it's so nice and just Mm, it's warm and fuzzy like the holiday season and I love it I love it so much mm. but yeah I think as I said when while we were watching it it's the whole the feel of the episode to me is is and I, to say it's a throwback is kind of silly because the episode was aired in 1970 mm-hmm. uh, when when the world was still a, a more hopeful and naive kind of place mm-hmm. many Bad things have happened since then, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, and uh, to have a feel-good Christmas episode where people are happy just being together mm-hmm. um, is very simple. Is very simple and very lovely, and we need more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially yeah. in these dark times. Huh. Yeah, Let's, and how? Yeah, yeah. But hopefully, things are. A little bit more settled by the time this uh, this goes to air. <laughs> Hopefully, Christmas 2017 can be everything we want it to be, and then some, and full of love and hope and joy. Yes, and peace in the world. Oi, oi. Probably not that last one, but yeah, oi, yeah. Every day you read the news, and it's kind of just like I want to crawl into a hole and never, ever, 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 ever come out until the bombs drop. But. <laughs> <laughs> on that on nihilistic that note. note, no, this was a really lovely episode it was. It and was a sweet. really nice way to celebrate the holidays. Now, we will be taking a bit of a break uh, after this. So it is December 19th when this goes to air. Uh, Monday, December 25th, if I'm not mistaken, will be Christmas. Of course, as is always on you know December 25th, we don't have the power to change that. 
So we will be taking a bit of a break, as was the case with the Mary Tyler Moore Show at the time. So we will be back on Tuesday, January 2nd with episode 15. So go spend some time with your family, enjoy your Christmas and New Year's, and come back on January 2nd with Howard's Girl. Mary's budding romance with Paul Arnell hits a roadblock. Paul's parents, who insist that Mary belongs with their favorite son, Howard. So we have yet to meet Paul Arnell, so I'm assuming we're going to come into the episode, meet this human, and there's some pre-existing relationship, like maybe we're just dropping into the middle of it. I'm very curious. I am too. So we will see how that goes. But we will be back in two weeks' time. And so check out the show on all of the social media. You can find us, as per usual, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at After All Podcast. You can email us if you have any uh, questions, comments, or concerns. You can get in touch with us at afterallpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, check out my other show on Modern Superior, uh, the Modern Superior Network. That is A Frame Apart with my partner in Life and Crime, Bob Barrow, where every episode we compare two films, whether that comparison is obvious or not. Uh, and of course find our show after all on all the major podcasting networks but be sure to check us out on itunes where you can rate review and subscribe to the show Uh, share us with anyone and everyone at every chance you get the more people tune in on itunes and interact with the show on itunes the more visible we become so again share us with everyone you know at all times don't stop just be annoying about it it's okay give in give in to the uh the annoyance of sharing after all Mm -hmm. And uh, from our family to yours, have a Merry Christmas, a one and all, to one and all, a Happy Hanukkah, and a Happy Holidays, and whatever it is that you celebrate, have a good one, and Happy New Year, and we'll tune in next time.